Welcome to another episode of One Big Head Game, the podcast that we talk about everything to do with your mind, essentially. Anything to do with your mind and trying to harness the power of it is what we're really trying to do. We're trying to bring on influential people in our community here in Lafayette, Louisiana, where these individuals have either overcome big obstacles or they're highly successful or they've had a lot of challenges in their life and they have unique stories that we all can learn from. If you're trying to do something in your own life, um, if you're trying to get over something, get over a big challenge or or just generally uh, succeed and change yourself, you know, this would be good content for you. Today we have a really special guest, man. I, I, I've known this guy for only a short period of time, but I've heard a lot about him. And, uh, and he's a shifty cat, I'll tell you that much. Like, he knows a lot of stuff, obviously, and he's, uh, he's gained a lot of success, seemingly, in our community and beyond. And we're going to talk a lot about that. And uh, really excited to have him on. He's got a unique perspective on a specific market of business that a lot of people don't know about, I would say. Uh, his name is Josh Gorey. He is the you the CEO. What do you call yeah. yourself, man? I, I always hate when people say CEO. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. It's kinda, it's, yeah, it's like it, it feels like everyone's kind of like drawn, you know, kind of drawn that out so much. I'm the CEO. Yeah, it's CEO. a one man band. Yeah, you know? I don't even like telling people I own the company. It's, right. It's just it's just like hey, we're we're a team. You yeah. Know? We're yeah. all we're all trying to go. You know, mm-hmm. we're all trying to reach the same goal. So that's right. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, he's the founder of Completeful. Completeful. Right. Completeful. And I'll let him tell you a little bit about the business, but it involves creating a lot of unique products for people to sell all over the place, internationally in some cases, right? Yep. And uh, and he's doing a lot of business, helping a lot of people create their own businesses as well. So just tell him a little bit about yourself, man. Tell him uh, a little bit about what you do at Completeful, and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. So the the inception of Completeful was was me selling wedding items. And yeah. so um, I was taking items and just basically doing like groomsmen gifts and yeah. um, selling, I sold those to some of, one of my friends. Then one of like the guys in his wedding was like, Hey man, can you do my groomsmen gifts? And then some guy in that guy's wedding was like, can you do, I was like, I think, I think I may be onto something. It was, yeah. it was kind of like a hobby at the time, just trying to, you know, trying to learn, you know, marketing. And um, so started doing that, started selling these wedding items. And as, as things grew, I started buying more and more machines that could do engraving, that could do printing, that could do sublimation, that could do, you know, embroidery, mm-hmm. all these other, um, you know, things. And then yeah. once I realized that there was a lot of people that wanted to do the same thing, that wanted to, you know, use these lasers, use these printers, but didn't really have the capital to, to get started. To buy that equipment, To, right? to buy that, you know, buy yeah. that equipment. I said, um, I, I'd, I'd kind of seen some, some softwares out out there that allowed people to use their equipment and so um i commissioned these guys had them build out this app that will allow people to you know design their own t-shirt make their own hat make their own tumbler make their you know whatever it is they can they can print a design on it even if it's just a a funny quote Mm -hmm. and and that that kind of stuff you know does really well and so they can create their own business they can sell all this merch and they don't have to pay for anything up front yeah you don't have to you know you don't have to go buy 120 shirts and hope that you can turn around and sell them right you can you can take you can just basically throw throw free darts until one sticks and um we've seen a lot of a lot of individuals have a lot of success doing it that way but now a lot of companies are kind of catching on as well so we fulfill a lot of orders for like kirkland's and, and hobby lobby and they'll just create a thousand new designs put it on their online store and then once they start selling, we're making it, we're shipping it to their customer. And then if they do want to buy it in bulk and put it in their store, they come to us that as well. So yeah. it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's uh, 
it's built out now, clearly. Yeah, you know, this yeah. This is a serious business. It's, it started out uh, basically just printing, uh, but now we've got into actual uh, manufacturing. So yeah. we, can, we can make just about anything. And so uh, we, we make a lot of stuff on demand. Yeah, that I think the first time I met you, you said print on demand was a, a piece of your business, or that was kind of what they were calling that that side of the business yeah. at the time. I yep. don't know what yep. it's transformed. Print on into. demand. So it's it's basically three different types of, um, of 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 a company. So one of them is the print on demand model. We do fulfillment as well, so we store a lot of people's products in house, and because we ship out so much, we have really aggressive shipping rates. Mm-hmm. And so instead of someone, instead of, let's say you want, like, uh, we fill orders for Dick's chips yeah. and, uh, it's really, really funny, um, bag of chips. And he's just like, everyone, you know, bag of dicks. And, you know, <laughs> he's like, you're, you're eating, eating my chips is, you know, making us bigger. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. And, um, they sell, he, the guy sells a bunch of chips, but, uh, we hold all the chips for him. And whenever someone places an order, we package it up, we ship it to his customer. And so he doesn't have to have all this warehouse space. He doesn't have to have employees. He doesn't have to have, you know, do any of that. Yeah. Basically, all, all he needs to do is, is sell the chip. But that's not an item that uh, is is posted on um, Completeful's interface uh, ordinarily, right? Is that a deal that they come to you, they find out what you're doing, and then they try to facilitate biz- a direct business relationship Man, with your company? Man, if I had to rely on our website to bring us in business, we would be we would be in bad shape because our website, okay, yeah, our good. web our website is awful. Well, I mean, just the interface, like where you can pick and choose the different items, right? Yeah. So I, I did before, you know, I did check it out. Yeah. You know? The the app of Complete Pool yeah. is a lot better than the like the website. So okay. the, and the app is still very limited. We I, right. I had a meeting right before I came here to 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 really push on growing. Um, that aspect of it make it extremely user friendly. Okay, so a lot of this is really just business deals, you know, with other companies that find out what you're doing and find yep. out that you're good at fulfilling different orders because of the capacity of, you have. A lot of word of mouth. Right, right. Interesting. I didn't know that when, when we first talked about it. It sounded like a a, a purely, you know. It's a Shopify connection a- application. Everybody finds it on there, and it's just smaller products like that. But it, but the uh, picture of your business is definitely uh, different than I thought in the beginning. Yeah, you know? and we've had we've had a, quite a few uh, people that have found us through Shopify or sure, word of yeah. mouth that it, that um, just completely organic, um, you know, found yeah. us and and started doing very well. Yeah, and so. Um, it is not all necessarily, you know, people that we know, um, but there's there are a couple of randoms out there that we have. We had this one guy. Um, I'm not gonna, not gonna say his name, but yeah, we yeah. had this one guy that I have no idea who he is. Uh, yeah. For Christmas, um, he was selling like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a day in one product. Yeah. He had no idea who this guy is. He created this product and was just was just killing it. Yeah. And so um, right after Christmas, I had um, Haley, our, our uh, vice president of business development, reach out to him. And say, hey man, like we'll fly you in, like you know, try to work together. And I was like, if you're able to sell this much without any coaching and any knowledge and how how to actually use our system, yeah. I was like, if, if we gave you all the tools that we have, you could do really well. Yeah, really cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about you and your your entrepreneurship journey. You know, that's that's definitely what's interesting to me. I want to hear about you know how you started and uh and really what makes you uh the candidate for uh uh getting where you are now you know how old are you 32 32 years old yeah you know? there's only one other 32 year old that i know that is uh that is got this big this fast like this big growth you know yeah so a lot of people don't understand what it is i didn't have that growth i'm 35 you know so uh, i haven't experienced that big of a growth uh spurt if you will in business yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, thus far so tell us a little bit about you know what that was like and uh 
you know, what it was like handling that. That's a lot more money. Did you, did you expect to be moving around that amount of money uh, at one time? Yeah, everybody wants to be successful, you know? They, yeah. wa- they want those things, or they think they do, right? Yeah, they think they do. <laughs> they think they do, yeah. until they, until they uh, you know, uh, spend a day in your shoes. You know? Exactly. Um, but what was that like? Did you have to change your mindset as that growth period was happening? You know, tell us a little bit about that growth. Yeah, um, yeah. And you personally. Yeah. So I was in college, um, was going to school for engineering, and mm-hmm. um, one of my best friends, I was on the track team there, one of my best yeah. friends on the track team, he's one of my biggest clients today. Really? He got involved in business with us. Cool. Yes. So um, awesome. I, being a typical engineer, was a total introvert. Um, yeah. My, my people skills were, were pretty bad. That's and uh, went, yeah, I grew up in a really small town, went to a really small high school, graduated with, with 50 people. Yeah. So um, not a lot of interaction. Yeah. And um, so... Anyway, um, he tells me about this network marketing company, and um, I get started in it. And he's basically doing all the talking. He was the salesman. He's an extrovert. You know, he's out. You know, doing all the selling. And yeah. all I had to do was basically get put people in front of him. Uh-huh. But he's four years older than me, so he graduated college. And he starts. He begins his journey to go to dental school. And he tells me he's like, if you want this business to continue to grow, he's like, you're going to have to be the one that does the talking. Yeah. And um, it wasn't make. I was making. $500 a month, maybe $1,000 a month at this time from this business. But I was in college and broke college student. So that was a lot of money you yeah. know, for me at the time. And so... So when he told you you had to kind of, you're, you're going to have to level up this specific skill set, you know, what was that like for you? Did you uh, hesitate? What was that like? Uh, fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, I My, I, it was, it was more a, I know that I can do this. I'm uh-huh. just going to have to get through it. Yeah. And so... Um, went out, did a few of my own presentations, and they were awful. I would just get really nervous. I would just completely miss the point of some of the presentations, and just. Uh, and I said, you know what? What I need to do is I just need to, just I need to use a lot of repetition to push through, you know, this this fear because that's what and my heart would start racing. You know, I'd start sweating, and then I I couldn't get out anything that I wanted to say. Yeah. And um, so I went to Dallas with a friend of mine, stayed there for about three months. I probably did a thousand presentations in those, in those three months, yeah. just anybody that I could talk to. Mm-hmm. Then, then getting to the point where I could talk to, you know, I could, I could go up to a random person, not even a person that was just, he introduced me to, but anybody I could go up and talk to. Yeah. And um, being able to develop that skill is, I think, the most important uh, part of entrepreneurship. Okay, let's stop there. What skill, you know, is it the skill of speaking to people or is it the skill of getting over a fear like that that you have, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're both. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely speaking to people. For sure. Um, I mean, obviously getting over the fear, you're going to have to do that regardless. All There's, the yeah, time, Yeah, right? you're going to have to do that regardless. Yeah. Um, but but anytime you're faced with a difficult, um, you know, uh, obstacle that's in front of you and you, you need to get, you know, get take that next step to get past it. That's, it's, it's tough. You know, most people don't, they, they you, you're comfortable. And, and if you, especially as you make more money, you get, you get more and more comfortable <clears throat> and you get, you get, um, used to being that comfortable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. It's, you have to start putting yourself back into uncomfortable situations constantly. Yeah. Otherwise you're, you're going to just, it's like, it's like working out, you know, right? you, you, you work out and you get fit, but if you stop working out, you know, you're going to, you, you, yeah, you're going to lose it. And the same thing happens for entrepreneurship you know anybody that's a a ceo or that's anybody that's running a company if you're not actively trying to get better every single day you're getting worse every single day 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point. I've I've heard a lot of that, and I I uh, I, I believe the same thing. You know, it's it's like you're not you're never going to stand still. You know, it's it's like you're either going to continue to grow at some level at some speed, or you're going to retract. You know, it's yeah. it's you're never just going to stay the same. But you're right. Like if you you know as you proceed in business and you do overcome those uh, those obstacles and you make a lot, make a good amount of money, you know, you can insulate yourself from from all those things and you can create a uh, a uh, a comfortable scenario for you that you don't really have to step out of, you yes, know, yeah. um, and, uh, and challenging yourself every day. I'm sure you've had to do that you know, yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. And, and typically whenever I experience something that I don't like, my first thought is how do I make sure this doesn't happen again? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, fix, go let's, let's fix this. Yeah. Um, and so I've like most of the problems that people have, um, most of the problems that people experience, especially in, in, in my situation, I have built, like safety nets to where I, most of those problems, I don't, those issues I don't even have to deal with. Yeah. And so that is a, is a good thing and a bad thing. One is, is it's not, it's not taking up my time. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm not spending time on something on a problem that I've had before solving it again. Right. Um, but it also doesn't challenge you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, that's the, you know, kind of the con there. And so I try to constantly put myself in challenging situations like getting my pilot's license, learning a new language, um, learning, you know, reading books, you know, developing a skill that is not, um, in, in my nature. Right. Yeah. And, um, I, I, that is, I, tr- when, when people say, um, they mentioned like hard work, I always, always bring this up, you know, they're like, uh, I think like every wealthy person always says, you know, work hard and I'll outwork anybody. And it, But it, you have to kind of define what hard work is. And so for me, when I think about hard work, hard work isn't going and working, uh, you know, shift work six, 16 hours a day. That's people say that that's hard labor, but that's not hard work. And the way that the way that I think about that is, is hard work is, is developing a skill and doing something that challenges you in a way where most people wouldn't do it. Yeah. Right. Or even if most people did you in particular in your nature, wouldn't yes. right like yes. like that would be a, it is hard like if you have a a, a fear of speaking or something like that it yeah. is hard for you to get up in front of yeah, 50 like, people yeah know? and i think everyone's heard this but uh like the fear of speaking is above fear of death yeah i've heard yeah, that yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> so funny man hard work is is taking that fear of speaking in front of people and going out and actually doing it yeah and yeah. developing the skill of being able to speak in front of people mm-hmm. going and doing a monotonous job for 16 hours a day even if it is taxing on your body is sure. not is is hard labor yeah. but not really hard work yeah and so hard work is is for me is doing something that makes me really uncomfortable but will make me grow to be a better person than than I was yesterday. Yeah, that's really interesting, man. That's really good content, especially for people watching this one, you know, Um, because I haven't heard it uh, talked about like that. And that's that's very true. Um, So what in your nature, you know, you said like uh, speaking at that time, you know, when you were in the network marketing company, right? Yeah. Um, So you kind of got over that, you know, let's go back to your story, you know, you did that and, uh, and you got better at it, right? Like, uh, from our, our conversations before you started succeeding in that program, right? Yeah. Yeah. Started succeeding. Um, you fast forward a year after, uh, me going to Dallas and doing all those presentations and I'm, I'm speaking in front of 20, 50,000 people at events. Dang. And. What kind of events? Like, uh, I mean, it was network marketing like events. A se- okay, so, so every every involved. quarter, so yeah, they bring everybody in, and you're basically up there, motivating people and training them, and yeah, yeah, 
And you were chosen to do that because you were succeeding in the program, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And uh, eventually they end up making me like the poster boy of the company. Yeah. And uh, they, they would fly me out to Orlando. I'd film all these videos. It was an awesome experience. And like I said before, I would have never been able to build the company that I have now without having that ability to not necessarily just talk to people, but communicate a vision to someone. This is where we are, and this is where we're going. Do you want to be a part of that? Yeah. And getting people on board with being basically um, committing themselves to being a, you know, part of this, this team that's going to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Right. And that's, that's really hard to do. Yeah, because because most people, you know, are, they 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 would see me as well. He's just trying to make money. Yeah, he's just trying to make an extra. Oh, yeah. he's just trying for to sure. put me to get you know put in a little extra work. You know, for 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 him to you know make extra money. And the, one of the things that I've done to kind of combat that is I don't pay myself anything from Completeful. Mm-hmm. So personally, I don't get a I don't get paid a penny yeah. from Completeful. And so yeah. whenever we're handing out bonuses, whenever we're we're making decisions on who gets paid this and what equipment should we buy and this and that. It's really easy for me to make those decisions because I don't, I have no skin in the game. Yeah. Right. I, I'm not getting paid. So whenever I tell someone, this is what we're going to do. It's not because I'm trying to make more money. Yeah. You know, right. It's because I'm, I'm trying to make everybody else more money. Well, yeah. I mean, you're trying to grow your company certainly yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, you're it trying to make the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to make the company make more money to pay people to pay, you know, those that are working there more money and, and constantly grow and, and, you know, build that, build yeah. that environment. But it is, it is about, you know, I've, I've experienced that too. And, and that, it, that's a challenge for my, myself personally is, uh, is not really getting people necessarily to just, just buy in, but, but to go down a road with you Yeah. when the road is uncertain, you know, you don't know, like when you started completely, you didn't know where it was going. You hired your first few people, whatever it was. Um, uh, those first few people, you didn't know where it was going to go and, and it was a risk for them and you knew about the risk and I'm sure you, you, uh, made that known to them to a certain degree. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a different thing because you know, where you're at right now, um, many more people are relying on you. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so growing a business is uh, is not just about like, you know, showing up for work or doing these things. You're you're structuring your life. You're structuring your employees lives. Everybody around is being impacted by what you're doing. Right. Yeah. How is that responsibility being held by you? You know, you're a young guy like uh, uh, most people. Uh, who are older, who have a lot more experience and you haven't been in your position with the size of company that you're doing. So, you know, is it you're young and like uh, you just you don't you don't feel as much pressure as other people or how do you deal with that? Because it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, I I'm pretty good with dealing with stress and pressure. OK, um, OK, good. There's not much that that really I think over the course of time, I've had so many big ups and downs. Yeah, that. Like my baseline doesn't move a lot anymore. Kind so of things, desensitized a little bit yes, to it. Very, very desensitized to a lot of things. So when things would happen in the past and I would think this is the end of the world, this is the end of the world. Yeah. And I would just, it would keep me up for, you know, two or three days, can't go to sleep. Like, and at the end of the day, it's, as soon as you, you build that confidence, knowing after you've dug yourself out of it, so many holes, yeah. you're like, I'm it's just another hole I'm going to have to dig myself out of. Yeah, and that's what that's what everyone's talking about when it when they're talking about business and it takes time. It takes time to get to even experience those ups and downs, yeah. right? Like when you're first starting out, you just have to go through that, right? Yeah. And and one thing that I've kind of come to um, this realization of recently is 
you know, a lot of people come, you know, come, will come and, you know, ask me for advice, you yeah. know, and say, and then I would always say, well, um, I wish I knew this when I was your age and I wish I knew this, you know, whenever yeah. I first got started or I wish I knew this. And I started thinking, I was like, if, like, if I could talk to 10 year younger me and give him all the knowledge that I have right now, right. all the advice. Yeah. By the time he's my age, he would probably be a lesser version of me. Yeah. Because yeah. he didn't he, have... He wouldn't have to go through the up and down. He didn't have to go through all the up and downs. And so if you took if you took that person and he had all that knowledge and put him in my shoes right now, as soon as, you know, the... the like today, uh, we, we've had issues. As soon as, as soon as an issue would, would arise, he would probably flip out and lose it and just be like, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. Wouldn't make the right decision. Probably making a very emotional decision and would, would do something incorrectly. Yeah. And so now it's more about not letting the emotions get to you so that you make a logical decision and not one based on excitement or fear. And they can have, honestly, I think excitement is probably in business worse than fear. Yeah. Because people make really dumb decisions because they're excited about how much money this deal is going to make. But they don't realize is how bad it can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I've done that. You so spend a lot of money spend too a lot, when you're yeah. excited, And right? so there's literally this week I had a deal, really big uh, company that we were looking at acquiring out of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And I've spent the last uh, two weeks kind of looking at this deal, and they were in a, they're in a, a bind. Um, pretty sure uh, they're going to file bankruptcy. I think they filed bankruptcy today. And um, it would have been a really good deal for us to acquire them. It would have increased, it would have probably doubled our revenue, um, which would have, been, would have been huge, taking on another couple hundred you know, employees, a big warehouse in Salt Lake City. Would have expanded our, um, our business into a completely different region and a lot of different sales channels. And everyone on my team wanted to do that deal. Yeah, they were excited about it. They're like, man, you know, all this, all the new money and machines and things we're gonna be able to do, and, and everyone's excited about it. And I just was. They were like, you don't seem very excited about it. They know what, what's what's going on. And I was like, I'm just just kind of letting it all, you know, go through my head and kind of see what you know exactly what this deal is. And at the end of the day, I it was uh it was this huge sum of money we're gonna have to come up with. Uh, the bank was totally on board. We'll do it, but they're losing money every month. They've been losing money for the past two years. And I said, you know, if I was going to take all this money and I'm buying a company that's losing money, even though I know that we can turn it around, I know it has, that's not a, that's not a doubt in my mind. It's like, I know we can make it work, but at at what cost? At what cost to what you already have? Exactly. Yeah. So now I'm going to jeopardize people that work for me currently by trying to save this company and hoping that we can turn it around. And I was like, and I know that we can, but instead of taking all that money and investing it in this company, I was like, what if I just took that money and invested it in like a, a few apartment complexes that were, that were making money. Right. You're, you're not taking a risk. You're, you're that, that company's that those things have been there for 10 years. They're making money day in, day out. People need a place to live. But here I am looking at acquiring a company that's losing money. I'm going to take this big gamble on, in order to like fulfill that excitement inside of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that excitement will stop a lot of people will, will cause a lot more problems sometimes than, than fear will. Yeah. It's interesting. So you didn't go forward with yeah. that deal. Cause it, it, you override the logic. Like I, I try to look at a deal completely unbiased and, and you know, like, like 
in the best deals that I've had, some of the best real estate deals, some of the best business investments I've had have come from having that mindset. Just like, eh, if it works, it works. But don't, it don't. And getting to a point where a deal basically doesn't make sense not to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, we, you have to do this. this mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you pass this up, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And so if a deal is like that to me, I take it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and not saying it always has to be like that, but that's what I've experienced in the past. And um, yeah, just not letting those emotions overrule the logic of we, why are we buying this? Yeah, are we buying it because this company is making money? No, are we? What, what, why are we? Buy, why are we actually acquiring this business that has all this debt? It's losing money, and it's it's really easy to let that excitement, you know, make you look past all that. Yeah, for sure. Um... That's interesting because, you know, you'll never know what actually would happen, right? Like, yep. But it's just like any other business deal. But I guess, you know, what we're highlighting here is like that if you would have bought into that excitement, maybe if you wouldn't have been through some of the ups and downs that you've already been through, right? Maybe if this was three years ago and you were presented with the same deal, you know, maybe yeah. you treated it different, you know? Exactly. And maybe and you lose the whole damn party, Yeah. you know? Yeah, and uh, that's like, that's what it. I was saying, like 10 years younger me probably would have taken that deal. Yeah. You know, let's go do that. Yeah, that, looks, that sounds like a great idea. And then you, you know, at, at worst case, you know, it, it tanks both companies because you're losing so much money. Yeah. And that's totally possible. Right. Um, but it, it now, it, you know, it, you, you want to think, what if, you know, what? And that, that part is good to think, but it also will lead you and can, can sometimes lead you in the wrong direction. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, yeah, I can think, what if we would have bought that and, you know, grew all this stuff. But instead, it's like, well, what did they do? to get to, you know, to, to get cause the problems that they have and what do they do to get, you know, the revenue to be, you know, at that point. And so I learned a lot about their, their inner workings of their business. And so I may be able to take by pieces of it, only the pieces that I want are the pieces that aren't going to, you know, cause, a, you know, cause us to have this like big liability right. um, in, in the end. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's it's not over with, it's that, not over you know, with. Yeah. It, 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 something yeah. has to happen with all that stuff. Over exactly. There, right? And so, but the excitement of the moment made everyone want to do, you know that deal yeah interesting okay um so yeah let's uh let's go back to your story you know you did you did uh limu um, Li, limu yep. we haven't mentioned limu yeah. but yeah network That's what marketing it was, yeah. Yeah, it was limu um and then you you got into wedding gifts i've heard you talk about like uh selecting products and um and really figuring out a market because you did a lot of things that didn't work before, right? Yeah. Like talking about some of your ups and downs, you know, give the listener a little bit of uh, insight into how they need to approach opportunity in business and uh, audiences and targeting and stuff like that, because that's, that's stuff that you have a lot of skills in yeah. clearly. Every, almost everyone. And I had this issue would constantly search for a product and then try to try to sell it to someone. Yeah. You know, what, what in, in every business, just about if you listen to someone, that's how they that's how they think. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I got this T-shirt idea. Yeah. I've got I've got this idea. I've got this idea, and it's always some sort of product, but or service, right? Yeah. yeah. It, but and the only thing that they're missing is who you gonna sell it to? Yeah. Right. And so, it when someone comes to me and says, "There's here's all these people that need this thing," that's a good business idea. Yeah. Because guess what? They have an audience that are ready to buy a product. And so the way you have to think about it is if I'm trying to sell someone, um, let's, let's say I'm trying to sell you um, a car, mm-hmm. but you just bought a car. Yeah. Why would you buy another one? You're, you're probably not going to buy you one. So uh-huh. now I'm, I'm, I'm product oriented first. Mm-hmm. I, have, I do have a really nice car. 
someone someone probably wants it, but who? Yeah. And if you can say, oh, here's here's a demographic of people that need a car, mm-hmm. I can just put cars in front of them. They're going to buy one. Yeah. So thinking about it, and it's almost it's almost in reverse. Uh, thinking about it that way is a lot easier to get sales versus like it's like having a cure for cancer, but nobody's got cancer. Yeah. Be kind of hard to sell it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but if there's a lot of cancer patients and you have the cure for pan- pay, uh, the cure for cancer, it's really easy to go and provide them with what they need. Right. And basically, you're just trying to find an audience of people that have a problem and you've got the solution to it. Yeah. Uh, whether that's a product or a service or. Yeah, that's that's really good advice for people who are uh, starting businesses, trying to figure out what they're going to do. That that's one thing that that happened with me. I, I would say I never really approached that question. You know, when I first yeah. started in business, I kind of approached it from a per, per perspective of uh, uh, this is what I can do. I've never been in a product based business really. I've always been in service based businesses, but um, but this is what I can handle. This is what I can do, and I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? And I've done that multiple times, and I, to an extent, I do it. I still do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I make I make those mistakes until I can come up with uh, uh, the right way to do it. I do what I do best. You know? Yeah. But um, but that's something that when you said that, and when we had our first conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, like um, that's I just hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, and yeah. And, and for me, like that was something a guy said on a video. Yeah on a YouTube video that I was watching one day. Yeah. I, it was it was probably an hour and a half long video. Yeah. And the only piece, yeah, only thing that I got out of that video was that was that small little nugget yeah. that he had in there. Yeah. And, and he and he just said it so casually. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't even think much about it. Right. And so like, yeah, there's a lot of books and stuff you can read, but it's it's like there's always one little piece I always find that that really changes the way that I, you know, I operate. Yeah. And that's that's why I like reading a lot, listen to a lot of podcasts and that those 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 small little nuggets can can really change the way that you you know you you look at business. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and hopefully somebody listens to this one. You know, like like when I first met you and we talked about it, that hit me too. And I've watched some of your social media content, and it hits me every time. I'm like, that's that's probably one of the biggest things that somebody can get from you as far as advice goes. I yeah. think I think you even say uh, that that's one of the best pieces of advice you've ever gotten. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And because you just saw it on YouTube, right? Yeah, I just saw it on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. And I I liking that too. Whenever I was in engineering school, every day when we came into class, they would make us write down five problems that we experienced the day before. Yeah. So anything that you didn't like, so. If it was raining and you were upset that it was raining, you know, yeah. if you didn't want to wake up early or, you know, um, any any problem you experienced throughout the day, you would write those down and then try to come up with a solution for it. And so every single time we have a problem at our office or every single time there's this big issue, um, my first thought is, how many people have this issue? Mm-hmm. If a lot of people have this issue and we can get a solution to it, that just means we can, we can offer that as a solution to everyone else and mm-hmm. sell it. Yeah. And um, that's... Every single time there's a problem, I see it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so when someone comes to me and they're like, oh, this is doing this, I'm, I'm like, that's, that's good. And they're mm-hmm. like, what do you mean that's good? And I'm like, that yeah. means other people are experiencing this as well. Yeah. And um, if, if it's a problem, if it's a problem that only we're experiencing, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's no fun. But whenever, <laughs> yeah. whenever you see that this is something that a wide range of people are experiencing and no one has a solution to it yet yeah that just all all that means is all you have to do is come up with a solution and then you can sell that to someone yeah when you're looking at the time horizon of your business okay you know you're uh you have things that you do every day i'm sure uh you have meetings that you have you have you know key people that you're talking about specific things and it's a 
it's a recurring thing, I'm sure. Different issues, maybe the same issues, whatever. You're in the day to day, but when you when you expand out for your business and your time horizon, like you're 32 years old, um, do you have a clear direction of where everything is going? How big you want to get? Is there a size limitation that you want out of your business, or is this some sort of thing where you just take it as far as it goes? What's your mentality with sizing up your business? Because scaling's good, but you know everybody knows as you scale, as you buy a lot of equipment, profit margins go down. Maybe things get more complicated. You know, it's it's a different business, right? Like, yeah, it's way different than when you first started your business. So, yeah. so when you approach your business, what do you see when you look at uh, that time horizon? Because you're young. You know what I'm saying? Do, yeah. you, do you see yourself like doing this for the next 30 years? You so, know what I'm saying? So um, I think it was – pretty sure it's uh, – I thought it was JP. And it's not JP Morgan. It's only – so the, when I built the very first laser in our office, yeah. they, they, uh, the guys like built a little shrine for me. I forget who, the, uh, who, yeah. who uh, said the quote. But um, it goes, go as far as you can see, and whenever you get there, you'll be able to see further. Yeah. And so – like when people say, "Oh, you know, you had this, you had this great idea for complete fools." Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, I just got started. I just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And every single time there was a problem, instead of letting that limit me, I came up with a solution because a lot of other people were experiencing those same problems. And I just had had this conversation recently with a uh, our content guy, and he was like, "Man, I'm having to do all this work. I'm getting spread too thin." And I was like, "Everyone has that problem, right?" He said, "Yeah." And I said, "If you figure out a solution to it." you can sell people that solution. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I never really thought about it that way. And yeah. I said, so start, you know, delegating out some of those tasks. And uh, his business has been growing a lot since he was like, he's like, it's crazy that most people would have got to this point and said, well, this is, this is all I can handle. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if you get to that point where you feel like this is all I can handle, that just means you're at a, you're at a roadblock. That, that's good. Yeah, it is. It's a good, it's, it's a, a good, that's a very good thing to identify, good, be, be cognizant about. Exactly. It's a good thing because guess what? Everyone else is experiencing that exact same problem. Yeah. And so once you come up with a solution to it, you're either going to scale up much bigger than, than they are, or you're going to be able to sell them that solution. Right. And so do I have a clear vision of, you know, where I want complete people to go? Um, I have ideas yeah. and it, 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 it's, it, it could go in this direction. It could go in this direction. It could go in, you know, this direction. But I, I kind of have an idea of if we do go in this direction, yeah, you know, this is this is what this road will look like. If what we go, you'd want it to look like. Yeah, what I'd want it to look like. Mm -hmm. And um, there's, I mean, like, never would I imagine us being in manufacturing. Yeah, yeah, never thought that would be a thing. Yeah, but now, you don't see. You're not the picture of manufacturing. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying. Exactly. Like, if you look at you, you don't. Nothing about you screams manufacturing. Yeah, I would have never thought that we would be we would be doing manufacturing. But as we hired more engineers and you know get all this equipment, it's like, man, we could just build this equipment. Yeah, yeah. So much cheaper. And yeah. um all the printers and all the um lasers and every all all every, pretty much every piece of equipment that we buy, we can actually make. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it makes me want to become a laser provider. Yeah. If we can build our own lasers, we'll just we'll, we can become a laser company and sell those lasers, right? Right. Um and so there's a lot of different paths, you know, li sure, like yeah. that. And so I have yes, I have a um you know, a vision of where I want us to go. Um, but I don't hold tight on that. Yeah. It's kind of, that's it's, good. yeah, I don't hold tight to that. I, I kind of let whatever happens happen. And every time there's a problem put in front of us, come up with a, come up with a solution that kind of guides us in 
a direction yeah. to be better. Yeah, it's kind of a trap, isn't it? Like if you, I was talking to somebody recently and they wanted to get, we were looking at a potential business deal or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and there wasn't a lot of information. It was a space that I'd never really looked at or, or I don't know the details of, you know? But it's definitely an opportunity, right? Uh, but we were talking about it and we were talking about like, uh, and he wanted to go down the road of like, okay, well, well, how are we going to do this and that or, 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 or split this work up or that or that? I'm like, dude, I, I don't, I have no idea. You know, like yeah. it's uh it's, I have no idea. I don't even know anything about the business. There's so many more things that we need to figure out to even, you know, know what goes in, on in this space, you know? And he, he kind of, he kept pressing and he, he, I could tell that he wanted the certainty, you know, he wanted yeah. to know where things were going, you know? And I, I explained to him, I was like, uh, uh, we just don't know, you know, and yeah. we're going to have to be comfortable with that for the time being until we figure those things out. Because once we figure those things out, everything's going to look different. And all of the posturing or structuring that we're trying to do now is a waste of our time it's and energy, waste, yeah. you know. So that was the trap, you know. It was like uh, we could have sat down and created a business plan for the – I'm it's like, a waste. dude, it's, when people When people say, yeah. hey, I have this business plan, I'm like – Oh, yeah. You don't have – you have no idea what kind of revenue no, you're going to do. Dude, I, th- I feel like that, – that's what I th- – everybody talks about business plans. I'm like, business plan, like before you start doing business, you have no idea. You don't even know what I product have, you're going to sell. I have never – Ever. This is good. Never ever had one of my friends or anybody in my circle that that has done very well talk about a business plan. <laughs> Not one of them. And if you and if if they if they did talk about a business plan, they would be saying, "Why do people have business plans?" Yeah, I mean, look. Okay, it's there's something to it, right? Okay, somebody needs to keep track of something and figure out where you're going to a certain extent at some level, yeah. right? At you at your level, you know, knowing somebody's doing something, they're tracking everything, they're putting things on paper. It may not be a formal, you know, business plan, but you've got these things going on yeah. clearly. Yeah. But yeah, in the beginning, it's uh, in my opinion, it's a waste of time. No, you it have is. no idea what you're gonna do. You have no idea where you're gonna go. And even if you think that you do have an idea of where you're oh, gonna go, oh, it's gonna get shattered. Yeah, man. and if you hold on to that idea, mm. it will end up limiting what the company's capable of anyway. For sure, yeah, because, because you you have to think quickly on your feet, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and pivot. Yeah, and exactly. Identify those opportunities yeah. that and, you're talking about. Yeah, and every single time. You know, I, if there were plenty of times where I could have held on to an idea and said, this is what we're going to do. This yeah. is what we're going to do. This yeah, is where yeah, I envision yeah. this company going. Um, like a, at, at, um, when I was doing wedding items, I looked yeah. at there's a lot of people in the in the wedding space. Um, I think there's 2,500, I mean, 20, uh, 2.5 million weddings a, a year in the United States. Interesting. Yeah. There's almost 5,000 weddings a day. Cool. Yeah. So that's it's, crazy, it's crazy, man. yeah. That's so you crazy. think you think about five thousand weddings a day, and I can just sell each one of them one, one two, product. yeah, three. And there's all there's um, there's the knot. There's like all these like wedding yeah. companies that have like dominated that industry, yeah, right. And when I was first started selling wedding items, that's what I wanted to be. You wanted to be the next knot, right? Yeah, I wanted yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wanted or like to be, yeah. All I could think about was weddings and weddings, and I obsessed over weddings. But slowly, I got completely away from. Not completely away, but slowly I grew away from being a wedding company at all. Yes, we do make a lot of stuff for weddings, but that's just a small portion of what we what we do now. Yeah. And if I'd have held on to that weddings, weddings, kept, weddings. Kept trying to compete with the knot or yeah. whatever. Holding on to that would have just held me back. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, I'm glad you said that about the business plan too, because people talk about that all the time, and I don't know. I, I don't know anybody who's like the only people that come to me with business plans are people that have never been in business. Yeah. And they want me to give them money. Yeah. And it's so funny that uh, many different financial institutions are like uh, a lot of or, big uh, ones, whatever. Like J, um, Chase, J.P. Morgan. They, yeah, yeah. Um, there, were, there were times where um, I would go to them for a loan and they would ask me for a business plan. Yeah. And I'd be like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. It was like, what do you, oh, it's what, ridiculous. Yeah, and and they gave you they gave you a little uh, you know an outline of what they wanted, right. and, you know, revenue and this and that. And I was like, well, if I make all this up, yeah, yeah. Anyway, five oh, bi- I've done it. Five billion next year, ten billion the year <laughs> after that. I did this. I've done the same thing. Like people, you know, they want to see. I'm like, I'll give you something. Yeah, it's gonna be trash. And I'm sitting there looking at the banker, and he's he's looking at me, <laughs> and I'm like, Do you understand that I can just write down any number on this? Yeah, he's like, I don't care. I just need it yeah. written down. I'm yeah. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Who is looking at this and why? And then whenever you go deal like the banks, and that's why I, I quit dealing like my business dealings as far as like um, getting a, you know credit cards and a lot of credit and stuff with them. I moved everything to um, a different bank, and what's funny is that that bank never asked for a business plan. Yeah, and they they hardly ever asked for any like any information that right those banks did. The information is in the bank account. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You know what's even more crazy? Like look at the look at the account. Yeah, and that's what's going on. Yeah, if you can't figure that out in two seconds. Another thing that I end up realizing is once you have these banking relationships, I used to focus so much on making sure that my credit score was like immaculate. Yeah, like I, I had, still do that. Yeah, like I had, but I I had a uh, at one point like an eight thirteen or yeah. somewhere in yeah. in, uh, in uh, eight hundred credit score, yeah, yeah. and now my credit score is probably six hundred. Yeah, just because I I forget to pay things and I don't keep track and like yeah. I'll have a I'll have a credit card payment go overdue or this and that and just right, right. small small things. And uh, but what's funny is my banking relationship now, no one asked me for my credit score. Well, yeah, it's because the the credit score system. Well, we can go down there, man, because I've been I've been all around that. But uh, yeah, it's just set up uh, for people who don't have a lot of money. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, the credit, w- once you do, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, when you yep. show show somebody millions of dollars in a bank account, yep. uh, oh, credit. That is my credit. Yeah, you know, yeah, and if exactly. you don't want to do business, I'll just go down. I'll just take this. Yeah, and they know so that. and so million dollars and bring it down the road. Yep. You know, um, yeah, it's it's messed up that that whole thing. But but it does make a difference in the beginning, it, right? It, like that's one, why. Let's talk about that because yeah, because if you can't go get credit cards, if you can't go do this stuff and confidently pay that stuff off and manage it's gonna that, take, it's going to take whew, you a lot longer to get yeah. things done. And then, or if you have to go to somebody else for a smaller amount of money, like and then there's all these, there's like all these myths around credit scores. Like people yeah. think if you pay something off faster, it's going to boost your credit score. Yeah, and no, they think, yeah. Like no, that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. And and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a loan. You know, I pay it off in a in you know, in a day and no, I'm like, dude. no, don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Leave that account open. Get, get as many credit cards as you possibly can, but don't carry a balance on any of them. That's right. Yeah. One thing I learned about that some people might not know, uh, when I started doing, uh, uh, American express business, you know, um, I was like, why are my limits going up? I'm, I'm, I'm humming a good amount of money through here every, but I was paying my credit card off weekly, yeah. you know, like I was like, boom, boom, I would, I would just charge it. I was just doing it to get the points and keep my credit going and all this kind of stuff, you know? So I would pay it off every, uh, every week or whenever I thought about it. Oh, it's like 9 PM at my house. Boom. Yeah. Pay, pay it off. Right. Um, but then I called him and I was like, dude, I need more money on this thing. Like, well, what's going on? And he's like, well, you need to, uh, somebody over there told me he's like, uh, 
you need to get a higher balance yes. and then pay that off. Yep. That's what's holding you back. I was like, really? Like, I thought that because I was paying it off so quickly. You would think that. Yeah. Because it that does show more, uh, uh, you know, financial stability if you're uh, actively engaged in your credit situation. Nope. Right? All, they want no. is, they, all they want to see is that you're, if they you, want to see if you've got a $20,000 limit, yeah, they want to see you maxing it out every yeah, time. And then yeah. they'll raise it. It's yeah. it's funny how that works. And it's 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 a... It's a frustrating system yeah, for sure. It is, you know. It is. Yep. But yeah, if you if you're starting a business now, like credit is a big deal. That's what I tell everybody who uh, who comes to me who's like new or young. You know, I'm like, you've got to get, get your credit, credit pr- pristine yeah. and get it good and start with the credit cards and start managing that. You know, yep. uh, uh, like a uh, like a you know like a hawk. Yep. You know, yep. and then later it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> like, but at, at the beginning, it 100 for sure. Does, for yeah. sure. Is that how you uh, started yours? Essentially, you know, like uh, you didn't take on any investment investors or anything like that in your business, right? Nope. In the um, beginning or anything? The only, um, I got a probably $4,000, uh-huh. maybe $5,000. It was a, um, a piece of equipment that ended up, I think they leased half of it to me. So I had to pay like a $10,000 machine. I put down five $5,000 and then they leased me the other 5000 And then uh, mm-hmm. once I paid that off after that, I didn't, I didn't take on any debt until I bought my, uh, I bought the Nabisco building, that first, that first building. That was the only debt that I, I took on. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so and, of a mortgage, right? Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. yeah. And um, so you're going to have rent anyway, so. Right. Um, that was the only debt. Everything besides that was all um, was all done with, and uh, I started the entire company with 150 bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. $150. Man. And so yeah. you don't, that's one, one thing I used to think a lot of, you know, a lot of times was, you got to have all this money to get started and, you know, to build right. this business. And it was just like, no, you don't. And if you can start a business with a hundred bucks, it just makes it in, and you build that skill of being able to do so. It makes it that much easier if you do lose everything, mm-hmm. because if you started a business brought off with a million dollar, you know, loan, and then you, that business fails, the only way that you know how to start a business is with a million dollar loan, and then if it's failed, the the bank's not going to give you a million dollars again. Oh no! Yeah, so you're oh. going to have to start from scratch, and so starting from scratch, uh, you know, helps helps a lot. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, and um, not taking on money like like I don't know like uh, it would be different anyway. Taking on other money in the beginning. Like, okay, you said you don't have to have that money, right? Like, so what do you need, uh, in your opinion, to, to start uh, and to ultimately succeed at whatever level anybody wants to? Everybody's got different goals, right? Every, yeah. Some people want to have uh, a 100M business. You yeah. know what I mean? Some people just want to make a dollars $200,000 uh, rather than making sixty. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. everybody's got different goals. You know, what do these people need? Uh, to be an entrepreneur, a proprietor, a business owner, uh, and what are they getting themselves into? You know, uh, yeah, they're getting themselves into a lot, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, but ultimately, what you need are the skills and the knowledge. That's that's the the money will come if you have all those. Mm-hmm. So you could take away my entire company right now, and that's what you know. There's there's a lot of people out there that that um, I've made mad over the years. You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get a whole bunch of enemies that wish you you know w- wish you the worst. Yeah, but the one thing that they don't understand is. I've mastered the skill. I have all the skill. I have all this knowledge. So even if something did happen to the company, even if I did lose everything, it wouldn't be very hard for me to just do it again. Yeah. And it's like, I I wish they understood that. It would make them not, it would make them have less animosity towards me if they understood that in order to get there, you have to put in a lot of work. 
Yeah, but for them to understand that, they would have to confront themselves. You know, yep, yep. unfortunately, that's that's where it is, and uh, and uh, a lot of people who act out like that or or uh, or are jealous of other people or this the, or that. The one thing that I see, and and I don't know if it's maybe it is jealousy, um, but I see this a sure lot. Sure, that's popped in there a yeah, little bit. I see know, this a sure. lot with. Um, so I had I had a disgruntled employee one time. Um, he was a former athlete. He was a really good athlete, and uh, I li- I like the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, until the very end there where things got really, really rocky. But he had a lot of success as an athlete. Yeah. And he expected that success to basically allow him shortcuts in, in business hmm. and, 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 and in personal growth. And what I tried to tell him was that that's not how it works. Yeah, you started at the bottom and you climbed this mountain, but if you want to get to this mountain – you got to go back to the bottom and climb yeah. back up again. You yeah. can't you can't just hop over. That's not that's not how that works. Just because you're you're this high right now doesn't mean you can start this high on this mountain and climb that. You know you got to go back down to the bottom if you want to yeah. climb a different mountain. And I see that a lot with people that have had success in the past, where they they've had success once and they do not want to start back at the bottom, and, yeah. and they have that ego of I don't have to start back at the bottom, mm. and mm. The, and they don't see it that way. But that's ultimately what it is. And so that's why, like, I love putting myself in situations where I feel like an idiot mm. because it, it keeps me down at the down to know what that feeling of starting at the bottom and having to climb that mountain again. Yeah. And so I I really enjoy putting myself in, in those types of scenarios because it keeps you it keeps you grounded and it, it allows you to constantly grow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're at the top of the mountain, where else are you going to go? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, I've I've seen that a lot too, and uh, you know I've been victim of that. You know, you 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 feel success in different areas, and we talk oh, about yeah, that no. with the comfort. You yeah, know? yeah. Those yeah. people are comfortable. They're comfortable identifying with themselves as a successful version of themselves when they succeeded at it, that other thing. Exactly. And it would be really, really easy for me to get very comfortable right now. Uh, yeah, right now I could get very, very comfortable, and I have. I've put myself in situation, and then honestly, I, I end up being miserable. Yeah, I might I, talk about that. Yeah, man. I end up being less happy. Um, it's it's a it's a why weird... do you think you know? And w- give me an example a little bit if you can think about it. So I recently told someone this. Um, I don't really set goals anymore. Okay. Um, not I set goals, but not the same type of goals I used to set in the past. So like when I whenever I was in high school and I was running track, I would set a goal if I want to win state, and then I won state. But as soon as I won state was like yeah i was expecting to feel this magical power of I've yeah. accomplished this goal and it was more like how you feel the day of like a birthday like just another day yeah yeah or I the day after christmas yeah it's, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what i mean it may it does feel good in the moment yeah for, for, sure. for a little bit and for it's sure. like it's it's it i kind of liken that to like happiness and 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 money right can money does can money make you happy it, it can buy temporary happiness right it can make money can make you happy but it does not bring happiness yeah 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 and so and fulfillment and fulfillment and so that's i don't really set goals like that anymore with it with a a destination yeah you know my goal is to be better than who i was yesterday my goal is to read more books my goal is to you know grow my goal is to you know is is to accomplish not necessarily things that have a destination and I recently told this to um, 
the uh, we had his company dinner, and it says a man that enjoys the walk will walk a lot further than a man that enjoys the destination. Yeah. And so I've, one thing that I've noticed about myself, and I don't know if this is how everyone feels, but I like the walk. I enjoy the work. Mm-hmm. I, once I get to the destination, I I just I just go down a rabbit hole of of. I just did all this meaningless work to try to fill something and, yeah, and some void inside some void. yourself. Yeah. Maybe. And I realized that it's, it's, I'm searching for something that, that doesn't exist. The, mm. What I'm, what I'm searching for is, <laughs> is the work. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is uh, probably the most important thing that we're talking about right here. Yep. Um, I would say, you know, on any podcast that I've done, you know, this is where the, the, the really, the secret sauce is, you know, there's many variables in life. There's many things that you can do, goals, this, that, the other. They're, they're bad, good, you know, whatever they are. Yeah. But getting to a point where you are actually enjoying what you're doing every day because of the growth that you're trying to experience and not beating yourself up every day yeah. because you're not there. Okay, that's that's a big thing, yeah. you know, and I'm sure you've experienced that. I'm yeah. sure you beat yourself up when you didn't when you didn't hit those things. I oh, mean, yeah. There's been plenty of those. Yeah. I do. I've done it, too. But understanding that the journey is where the good stuff is, yeah. um, man, that's that's hard for people to understand, isn't it? I if I would have told younger me that I would younger me would have thought I was an idiot. Yeah, I would be like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And I, and until you experience that. Yeah, it does. It's like it's like saying money doesn't buy happiness, right? And it's you, know, you you see a lot of people that don't have money say, well, it's easy to say if you if you got a lot of money, and until you actually experience what it feels like to constantly buy things to fill a void, yeah, then and have the money to go and buy those things and fill that void just to feel even more empty, yeah, it it you you then you realize, yeah, it's it's that's a hard concept to really like. I understood that money didn't buy happiness, yeah, but I still chased it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Until you realize you get there and you're like, no, it really doesn't buy happiness. But it's still, you know, that, that's uh, that's that's kind of where I, I'm at. You know, it's like um, if you're chasing just money, you know, uh, that's that's not going to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, yeah, like uh, uh, I'm a faithful guy. I want to be generous. You know, I want to change my life and, and walk with with God, yeah. you know, myself. Um, so I have to, and I've had trouble with that in the past, like, uh, uh going after extreme amount of money, extreme amounts of money, associating with my, myself with people who, uh, shouldn't, I shouldn't have associated with that changed me, uh, in a negative way to a yep. certain extent, yep. all these kind of things, because my target was the money. Um, yeah. but, uh, I've came to a place where I think you are too, you know, where, uh, uh, you know, going after the money is not the problem. You know, it is a good thing. It's a good thing to want to succeed and, and money. That, it. That's what I, I like. There's all these people that say, you need a why you need a why. And I'm like, <laughs> my why was, I want to make, I want to get, like, I want to make money. Well, yeah. But, and that's a, that's a good why to have to get started. If that, if that's what gets you started, I yeah. think that's a good thing, but it's not the end all be all. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And then you learn that along that, that journey, you yeah. realize it's like, it's not, it's actually not about the money. No, but the pursuit of it is, it's a measuring stick for what you're doing. You know, it's a measurement stick of value and it's, you know, money is something that you can use in a very powerful way to change people's lives, no, like straight yeah, up, you for know, sure, for sure. so, uh, it's an important thing and money, money is the most important thing if you don't have any, yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. So, so when you're, when you're first starting, there was a guy that used to always say that he'd say, money's not important. 
Unless you don't have it. Unless any. you don't have it. And then, then it, it is then very important. important. It's the most important <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, getting to that space where the journey, and I don't know, I'd like to pinpoint where you learned that, where you experienced that. And I think you already talked about it, kind of like when you got to those specific areas where you're like, that's when I've, I will have made it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you had those things in your mind. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you made it and then you came to that uh, uh, realization um, and you were self-reflected and you said, OK, well, I don't want to experience this again. I don't want to stop what I'm doing. I don't want to stop succeeding. I don't want to stop striving to become a better person, a better company, all these things. Yeah. Um, so you continued, um, but you did it in a different way, I yeah. guess. So I was in a um, I was in a relationship for uh, a long time. Um, uh, I didn't have, I was like the most, um, strict person on myself, um, whenever I was younger. Okay. Um, I like didn't, hard on yourself. I didn't drink, I didn't drink alcohol till I was 25. I didn't have sex for the first time till I was 25. Like okay. I was just extremely focused on like my goals and what I, what I wanted to accomplish. Okay. That, so I let, that's, that's a big deal there. Yeah. And I let, said. I let nothing basically wow. distract me from, okay. from what I wanted to accomplish. Very nice. Okay. So eventually um i you know the complete full get started or the beginnings of complete full things start growing um and i I had a lot of success whenever i was younger whenever i was in in that network marketing company whenever i was 21 22 years old i I had all the success and then me and the owner of the company uh got into an argument i get kicked out and then i i felt what it was like to lose everything yeah and so um i was like i'm not never doing that again Mm -hmm. so for Seven, seven, eight years, I didn't take any trips. I didn't go to any parties. I didn't go, like, I didn't do any of those things. I just all day, every single day, it was work, 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 work. And um, I ended up getting out of that relationship once Completeful had had a lot of success. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not, not, neither one of them had one to do with the other. Okay. Um, but I ended up getting out of that relationship and then it's kind of weird. You're looking back and I'm like, okay, now I've got all this money. I'm single and I can go out and pretty much do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And you start dabbling in that. Right. So now it's like, okay, I bought a McLaren. I'm taking private jets everywhere. I'm taking girls. We're going to different countries pretty much every week. Yeah. Right. And, from the outside in, that looks really cool. Yeah. Right. Being able to do all those things. That's what everybody on Instagram uh, is is wanting to see. Yeah. yeah. That's what they want to see. And right. what they don't realize is in doing that. And and I'm kind of like uh, King Solomon. Um, I denied myself nothing in which my eyes desired. Mm-hmm. So everything I saw, I went after it and got it. And if you've got enough money, you can pretty much do that. And so... I would just blow through money and buy all kind of stuff and, and did all kind of really cool. I do really, I have some really cool memories from that. So I will say that it was really cool experiences. Um, but it made me the most unhappy I have ever been in my life. All right. This is Abs- good. Absolutely miserable. All right. Um, because you're, you're just basically distracting yourself with pleasures. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're off balance. Yeah, and once you have no purpose, all you're going to do is distract yourself with, with those pleasures. Yeah. And so my purpose, how long of a period of time you think was that there, you know, where you were like really blowing through it, really, you know, kind of you know, staying the same and just distracting yourself uh, like that. I'm going to say that's this one on for a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Year okay. and a half. And 
it it just you can you can see it you can see it happening you know that it's happening but you don't really know how to stop it yeah because you're so addicted to that lifestyle oh yeah the comfort the comfort yeah. not not just the comfort the, but the pleasure. it's that, it's the pleasure and that that dopamine spike of yeah you know I'm taking this girl on this trip, and I'm taking all these girls going over here, and then I'm going over and doing this, and then I get a jet over here to do that, and I've got buying this car, and I'm renting these Lambos, and it's it it spikes, you know, it spikes up that that dopamine. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's, and it's a sure. really really hard thing to break. Yeah, um, it really is. <laughs> yeah, dude, it really is. Until it's just funny because <laughs> it's, it's like most people have like a like a nicotine habit. They need, need to break it. <laughs> Yours was private jets and, and international trips. Yeah, and, like, and, and Lambos. Everyone like oh I, so. I like to ask people when I meet them, especially people <laughs> I meet for the first time. Like, if I gave you all the money and you had all the time in the world right now, like, what would you do? Yeah, yeah. And most people say I would. I would travel the world. And I was like, you do realize that that gets old. <laughs> you you want to travel the world because you haven't traveled the world yet. Yeah. And so you've yeah. done it, you know, for months at a time. Right, right. And it becomes a work. Yeah. Then you realize this this isn't you, you need to find that what you know, whatever it is in your life that it wakes you up in the morning, keeps you up at night. Yeah. And you just that's the only thing that you want to work on. So what got you out of your, you know, international private jet uh habit? <laughs> Man, I, so be, funny. I've never said that to anybody. Yeah. To be, to be honest with you, um, it was just um, I went through a, a period of, of work where yeah. I had to I had to work a lot. Yeah. Um, kind of kick you back in. Kind of kick me back in. And you realize, oh, work is cool. You know, yeah. like probably. And yeah. Because then through that year, year and a half, I wasn't I wasn't doing a whole lot. Wasn't of work. killing it. Yeah. Yeah. You wasn't were... doing a whole lot of work. OK. And the, and the business kind of uh, stayed. Yeah. Stagnated at that point. And so. Once I got back into work and just at the end of each day was feeling that fulfillment. Yeah. Like, man, I killed it today. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 And that brought up so many more happy memories and and, and happy thoughts versus uh, having a being at a, a mansion, having a whole, you know, a whole bunch of people inside. And I'm in I'm in a bedroom by myself. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What am I, what, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy because everybody, you, you, like you scroll through Instagram and everybody wants to be that person. Everyone, everybody's fascinated with it. I don't, I guess I th- everybody wants to, you know, a lot of people, it's, you know, if they're not super grounded in what they're doing, if they don't really know, you know, who they are or what they're doing or why they're doing it or where they want to go. Like yeah, for sure, everybody wants to experience that. It's called the. Uh, I think Joe Rogan came up with this. It's called the. Uh, uh, the value difficulty conflation. You ever heard of that? No. It's, no. A, it's the value difficulty conflation. So value difficulty conflation. Conflation. So it's hard to say. When people see something that's difficult to attain, they all of a sudden want it. Well, they give it value. Okay. Right. It's got it's got this inherent value. Makes sense. But that's not the case. Just because it's difficult to attain. So like I think the, the way the guy presented it was like look like look at the guy you know, the, look at this guy that's got this beautiful girl, he's got a Rolex on, he's got a yacht, he's got a you know, nice car, private jet. Look at all the things he's has and that's that's difficult to attain to have all that, right? Yeah. So it must bring some value. Right. But it doesn't. 
Yeah, yeah. It brings no value to your life. brings uh, no fulfillment. Uh. And so a lot of people see things that are difficult to attain, and they think that that's going to bring some sort of value to their life, not realizing that it does pretty much the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And until you've experienced that, until you've made all the money and bought all the things and done all those things, it's, it's hard to realize that that is actually the case. And so whenever I see people on Instagram like that, that's immediately what I think. I'm like, they're you know for sure. I'm like they're they're if they're if they're faking it, maybe they're not that miserable. But if if yeah, they're actually doing it, move, yeah, I know? was like uh, they're miserable. Like yeah. I I know because I've been there. And yeah. you can post all the smiles and post all the happiness you want, but I I know the truth. Yeah, because because I've I've been there and I've done it and I've posted all the smiles and it would seem from everyone on the outside in, I used, I I couldn't tell you how many hundreds of people had messaged me saying I wish I had your life. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. What were the messages like when you were posting that? So they that. Yeah, man. I wish I had your life. Man, I wish I could do this. Man, that's amazing. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And what's crazy is people saying that made you feel good. Yeah, the dopamine and another one made you, you know? feel good. Yeah, but you knew that you were unhappy. Yeah, it's like it's this weird, vicious circle of I'm going to keep doing this because people are. You know, you're, you're I, maybe they're jealous, or maybe they you, they see something you want, and they're reaching out to you and saying all these things, and and maybe it's some sort of insecurity. You know, you keep doing it because you like the attention. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just you're going down a very slippery yeah. At some point, slope. you need the attention, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going I mean, down a very where you, where you didn't your whole life, mm-hmm. right? When you were younger and you didn't have a job and you didn't have businesses, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't need that. You, you know, everybody has those insecurities as a kid or whatever. Everybody's got a different different story and they need different things and i've gone through like patterns in my life where i've I've experienced that so like i used to have a a couple of corvettes and i would Mm -hmm. drive those around and i felt like the the shit whenever i was driving those yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. look at me you know this nice car yeah and then um i realized that it was i was insecure i was only driving that car to try to impress people yeah and so i sold it and i drove a um i bought a little chevy cruise and so i drove a chevy cruise around for the longest time what's funny is a lot of people in my circle thought that my business wasn't doing well. Yeah. And it was just, it was growing three, 400% year over year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm making, I'm, I'm making at this time, making well over a million dollars a year and I'm driving a Chevy cruise around yeah. and, I'm, and never upgraded my lifestyle. If anything, I downgraded my lifestyle, didn't go on any trips, didn't do anything and stayed like that. And so part of it's like a, a, a you got to have some sort of balance there, I feel like. And so I go through these phases where it's just like work 100%. And then I do that. And I just work myself to death until it's like now I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, go lash out and go out and you know and and party and yeah. you know and have fun. Um, but that's I I have a problem with with balance. I'm like zero or one. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm I'm all in or I'm all out. I yeah, don't. That's a good I have I I have a very hard time of of saying I'm gonna you know work a little bit today and enjoy myself a little bit today. Mm-hmm. It's either it's either all work. One day, and maybe I'll enjoy myself tomorrow, or you know, yeah, um, yeah. I, that's that's work life balance to me. It's yeah. like work, 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 and then live every every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I have similar. Man, it's it's hard. when you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, and, and you're dealing with the many different things that 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 has uh, that that requires. I mean, it, sometimes like balance, you can't actively balance your life no, at and, some points. I mean, it, if your customers need this and that and you're the only guy that's really going to make that happen and the success of your company depends on on you doing something it's either you do it or you don't and you got to live with the consequences yeah. like uh 
It's just hard. And I think you have to kind of choose. So you you can have, you know, the perfect work-life balance with friends and, you know, everything else. But if you're, if you're, if you want to reach some ultimate level of success, some very high level of success, you cannot have work-life balance. Yeah. Yeah. you, You are going to have to give up. Like, I used to have a bunch of friends just always be going out and hanging out with people and this, you know, this and that. And so now I've gotten to the point where I've had to pretty much say no to everyone and, and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm going to work. I'm going to get myself to the point where I want to be. And then I can come back and start experiencing, you know, uh, the, the friendships and, you know, all the, all those things. And you th- so when you, you know that now you just said it, yeah. you know, do you think that you're going to regret that? Okay. Yeah. No. Why? You ever wrote uh, Winning, Tim Tim Grover? Uh, I don't know. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've read it. It's a good, it's a good book. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, kind of give you the story out of his book, kind of, I, I, I kind of related to. Yeah. And um, he said that he was Michael Jordan's uh, trainer. Okay. And so he said Michael Jordan was relentless, and so right. was he. So they worked around the clock all the time, never had time for hardly anything. And um, he had a daughter. Um, I have no idea how old she was. She was four or five years old and had like a, a birthday party the next day. And um, he was leaving that night, taking a, taking a plane somewhere to, to a game. And um, he was, was talking to his daughter, and she started crying, says, Daddy, I, I, really, I don't want you to leave. I really want you to stay here. I want you to be here for my birthday. And... He said he broke down and cried, you know, talked to his wife, said it was one of the hardest things he ever did. But he got on the plane and he went, you know, went to work and took care of everything he needed to. And for years, he said he didn't know if he had made the right decision. He said he was, it, he, he said, even today, it's still kind of haunts him. He said, but once his daughter got to somewhere in her 20s, she came to him and she said, uh, hey, um, remember whenever you left and you weren't there all the time? She was like, I'm proud of you. Yeah. She's like, I know that had to be hard to do. And she was like, I'm glad you chased your dreams and worked hard to be the person that you are. And uh, she was like, I just want to say that I'm, I'm proud of you. And yeah. that changed the way that he thought about it. He was like, I don't, he's like, and, and obviously there's circumstances, you know, some circumstances that are, that are, you know, a little bit more crazy than that. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, you do have to, you know, go out and chase those things. And once you get there to them, then you can, you can kind of come back and have that, have that social life that you want. Um, at least that's maybe someone else can do it. I'm not saying that's the uh, that's the way to do it. That's just the way that I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah, that's the way yeah. that's gonna, that works for me. Yeah, I'm just curious because everybody's different. You know, I've seen I've seen some very successful people um, do it different ways and think about it in a different way. But I just think that you know, me personally. <clears throat> I just think the balance looks different for everyone yeah. in everybody's life. You know, everybody has different friends, has different social circles, has different a different family environment. And also, you know? some, I mean, some people can accomplish things completely different yeah. than, than others. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, if um, if I have a task that I want to get like get done, and let's say it's going to take me an hour, and I have this one hour slot in my day, it's really hard for me to to like. Put, just basically squeeze that task in. I know. It, I'm, I'm the but there are some people out there that'll that can squeeze that task in. It's like maybe I can squeeze another 15 minutes and put you know. They, yeah. And they're just ultra precise at being able yeah, to get yeah, those yeah, things yeah. done. And I'm not. I 
it's it's knowing yourself well enough to know which which path is going to work yeah. you know the best for me yeah i'm kind of similar to that too if tell me if you think a little bit like me uh uh i like to get very deep into things you know like so when i start something um i want to take it to its conclusion uninterrupted yes. correct you know what i'm saying i want to get inside well, of it and and i can't just stop it because I've got a meeting and then like pick it up the next day. No, nah, dude, I can't. I'm going all the way. Yeah. And like, like leave me alone. Let's it's, do this. It's you a know? lot. Um, programmers are, are, are a lot of people that think like that. Like programmers are that, that way as well. Have your programming. You, you have to dive in. You have to get in that, that flow state. The flow. Yeah. You have yeah, to get yeah. in that flow state where you're, you're working on something and spending relentless hours on it. And if you're constantly having to interrupt, back, yeah, you're just, it's, it's like, you know stopping and starting a car you, it, it, it's a lot easier to get to the destination if it just if you just one you know one drive all the way there mm-hmm. instead of making all these stops yeah and uh because then you gotta you gotta get started again you gotta That's start right. the car again you gotta get motivated again That's and right. so i'm the same way but mm-hmm. there are some people out there that can say hey this 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 is gonna take me an hour i'll spend 12 minutes on it in the morning i'll spend 48 minutes on it in, in, that's and, crazy that, man i can't do that i mean neither yeah. we we talk uh we, i've had a lot of people on and uh when we talk about scheduling you know like what does your schedule look like do you just show up and then meetings start coming to you do you have a rigid does your assistant you know put a rigid thing there and you just kind of throw some things out or what I, what do you do I've, I've tried to have an assistant I mean, I have an assistant, but I've had to, I've had try to have my assistant set up things like that for me. Yeah, and I I I can't do it. <laughs> I just, know that's not the way that I I work. So yeah. um, I remember, and, and just like to give two extreme examples of this, um, like Warren Buffett is one. There's nothing on his schedule. He never has anything planned. Yeah. Um, Bill Gates, whenever he was building Microsoft, had I think it was like every three minutes of his schedule yeah. planned out. Yeah. Like crazy. That's wild. And then but when Bill Gates realized that Warren Buffett didn't really have a schedule, he was like, I'm doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of that way. Like I want my schedule to be as free as possible. Yeah. So, because so many things happen to me spontaneously sure. that if I did have a schedule, it would just, it would just get ruined every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. There would be no way for me to keep, I would be able to get, because there's a lot of important things that happen, and in order to get that schedule done, I would have to stay on task that I assigned myself the day before, before I knew that this important thing was going to pop up. Yeah. And if you do that, you're you're just doing pointless work, basically. You yeah. know, for me, it's like, what's more of a priority? I'm gonna work on that. Yeah. I stop. I start. I start at the highest priority item first. I work my way down, mm-hmm. and I try to keep like me. I hate meetings. Yeah. I hate meetings. I think meetings are for the most part, pointless. Yeah. And um, I try, if anybody's in a meeting taking up anybody's time, I, I, I cut them off. Uh, yeah. No, 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 uh, no. That's, I'm yeah. just, no. Do not talk. Yeah. If you don't have anything that's relevant to everyone, you know, we don't, yeah, I, I, I can't stand wasting people's time. I I am obsessed with being efficient. Yeah. Um, and so, like, my dad knows this about me, and, and this was a couple weeks ago, he was bringing some plants down here. My dad's a farmer. Yeah. He's bringing some plants down here. And um, he was like, hey, you want to ride with me real quick? And he's like, oh, we're going to go drop these plants off. He's like, we can, you know, have a little, have lunch and talk or whatnot. So, yeah, sure. So we go by and I'm helping them unload this this trailer and the guy brings this forklift over. And if if you could choose the most inefficient way to do something, this is the way that they were trying to unload this trailer with this forklift. Yeah. And I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. And so I'm sitting there going along with it. My dad looked at me and he was like, this is killing you, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, this is driving me insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I do the same. Thing. I, this is driving me, and it gets to the point where like I will get very, I will, I will turn into a tyrant. Yeah, really fast. Yeah, and I like I don't know any of these people here, but yeah. I'm about to start telling them what to do because yeah. this is dumb. <laughs> and I, I like that. There's a different side of me whenever I get into that into that mo- like. I remember uh, reading that um, there was a uh, Elon Musk would go into this what they call it like demon mode or or something like yeah. that. It's a and he he was like because he's mostly he's charismatic most of the time and talk, but he'd go into he'd go into states where it was just like he's a he's a demon. Like he's going <laughs> out. He's just he's just a man on a mission to get stuff done. Yeah. And what's funny is I would think back about some of the days that like some of the like crazy work days that I had, and I was like, I'm glad somebody else like experiences that too because yeah. it does come off very abrasive you just come in and you just instead of explaining to you in a nice way why i need you to get something done i don't have enough time hey you over here do that yeah nope not right now and and yeah you you have to if you if you have one of those days where you have to get that much stuff done and there's that, that many things that are being thrown mm-hmm. your way you you do have to be able to turn that turn that switch and you don't even realize that i don't realize that i'm doing it until it's, yeah. it's happened after the fact yeah for sure man um so uh what was I going to say? Yeah, I guess we can kind of start, you know, wrapping it down or winding it down. But I want to get to like, you know, uh, we've we've talked a lot about a lot of different topics, a lot of different valuable things for people who are looking to get into business, looking to uh, uh, better themselves, get more efficient, anything that was applicable to your business. But like, uh, you know, besides the, you know, the advice that we had in the first place with like uh, identifying your product, something like that. Let's imagine, you know, somebody is like kicking or kicking the tire and thinking about starting a business. You know, I want you to give them like the best advice that you can, you know, to get through all of the challenges that they're about to uh, about to encounter. You know what I mean? Like what would be your way of of, uh, preparing someone for entrepreneurship and i know you can't we've already talked about it we talked about you just got to start you just got to experience those things yourself but but hey give these people some advice you know i think there's a there's for the most part there's a lot of people that want to start their own business or or want to start this own hobby there's millions a year right like and what a lot of people do is instead they'll instead of actually getting started they'll distract themselves with all these things that feel like they're getting started. Like, Hey, I got my LLC set up today. Yeah. For what? Mm-hmm. Are you getting sales right now? Why do you, why do you have an LLC set up? You're, yeah. you're, you're doing all this work basically to not get started. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to get sales? That's more, that's more important. Yeah. That, how are you going to make money? Yeah. 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 And if, if, I see a lot of, and I have a, uh, a friend of mine that's been working on this product for, I mean, for years now, five years. And he just constantly keeps working on the product. Never released it, never sold any, just keeps constantly working on the product. Right. And never gets started yeah. actually selling the product. Yeah, yeah. And the, what, what the thing is, is like an idea, I mean, ideas are great, but until you actually start trying to turn that idea into a business, into something, that's when you actually realize that maybe it's not a good idea. Yeah. Or you have to figure out how how I'm going to bridge that gap from idea to to business. And if you're not doing anything that's that's bridging that gap to get it started, to get sales, you're you're just procrastinating. But you're procrastinating in a way where it feels like you're doing something. Hmm. And so I think a lot of people don't get started because they do all these other things. Yeah. 
Yeah, because later will be the right time. I need to do this, that, the other, and yeah. then I'll be ready. Set up an LLC once you're making money, and 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 you know when, right. whenever you're about to get sued. You know, I mean, I, I've started. I I I probably have fifty LLCs. Right. Uh, some of them I've never never used, um, but there I've started way more businesses than fifty. Yeah. So many, and then if you do go out and you spend all this time in an LLC, and then it doesn't work. All yeah. you did was waste money setting up an LLC that you never needed, mm-hmm. and that and that just because you have an LLC does not make you a business owner. No, no, it just makes you a paper holder. Yeah, essentially, exactly. And now you have tax obligations, you know. <laughs> and then now you've got a filing. Report. Now you've got more work. reports. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've been in that trap. I've 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 over because I'm a, I'm an attorney too, you know. Yeah. Like uh, so so I go crazy with paperwork sometimes. So I've started some businesses. I was like, oh, we're gonna go here, 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 here. Boom, 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 boom. I'm filing all this paperwork, and uh, I think just to, to reverse it later. I think to sum it up is it's really easy to be busy. Yeah. Yeah. Really easy to be busy. I mean, ants yeah. are busy, right? That's the, right. That's, that's, that's as the quote goes. It's really easy to be busy. It's really hard to not be busy and be productive. Yeah, yeah. So if you can be productive and not be busy, you you've mastered the skill that you need. And do and all that comes down to is doing the little things that you're not doing. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It's do. It's all everything that you want. Everything that you want that business to be can be found in the little things that you're avoiding yeah and some people avoid it because it's like a pride thing where they're like i'm too i'm too good to do that or yeah i'm not and it gets gets goes back to what i was talking about at the mountain right you've climbed up you've you've climbed this social ladder and you're like you're an attorney right yeah now now you had to start in a completely different arena Mm -hmm. and now you started from the bottom doing podcasting and making videos right Yeah. yeah and so someone would be and in construction, I do construction. Yeah, and so, I didn't know anything about that. I, I started it with zero uh, experience. I just got outside and started doing it, and uh, and I had that. I think I told you that the first time we ta- talked is uh, I had that same feeling uh, when all my friends or per- perceived all my friends were you know making a hundred plus thousand dollars right out of law school. You know they got a good job or whatnot. And I was painting a wall, you know, for somebody else, for yep. one of my jobs that I just figured out how to do. I was like, what the heck am I doing? And I had that moment, but I've gotten over that over, over time. And I realized uh, what exactly, it was a beautiful moment, really. I remember when I, whenever com- the first year that I, that Complete Flip started, the first six months, um, I was in a room, it was, it was in my house. I hadn't got a warehouse yet. So it, was in a, it was in a bedroom of uh, my house and my brother came over and I had probably worked for 72 hours straight, hadn't left that room. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm beat. And he comes in there, and he's, like, talking to me, and he's, he's like, I don't understand, you know, why you're working this much, and I don't understand, you know, he's like, this isn't the way, you know, this isn't how people, you know, acquire wealth, and this isn't how they do it, you know, this and that. And I was like, what makes you think that? And he's like, you said, you think uh, Kevin Hart is in a bedroom right now engraving knives? And I was like, no, but there was a point whenever he was doing something, standing up, doing shows, where he felt like, what am I doing? Mm, mm. And I was like, he had he had to get through, had to go through the same challenges of I'm having to put myself in a, in a situation that makes me, one, feel less valuable, mm-hmm. and two, look less valuable mm. to everyone else or be perceived as less right. valuable to those around me. And if you're not willing to do that, 
you're never going to build a build a big business. Yeah, it's pride, isn't it? Is. It? it is. Yeah, it's all yeah. ego. It's all pride. Yeah, you have got to start at the bottom sometimes and scrape that floor. You know, yeah. like it's uh, it's just a part of the process. And if you, and it's a blessing, really. It really is. Once you go, th- this is my advice. I would say, you know, if you're avoiding that because of your pride, what is going to get what you're going to get out of scraping that floor is so much more valuable than anything you, you think you already have Yeah, because you are going to find a different person Yep, and you're going to become a different you, person. You, will become a different you person. have to, and that, that's what I perceive entrepreneurship as, you know, it's, it's not as much business, uh, which it is business. It's about finding yourself through that journey because your businesses are a reflection of you, you know? And, uh, and if your businesses aren't doing good and you're not succeeding and you're putting putting those things out on the wall that you want to, to hit and you're not hitting them, you have to adjust and you have to become the person that is hitting those marks on the wall. Yep. You know, that's what it's going to take yep. for your business to get there. And uh, But without scraping that floor and realizing that nobody's there for you and it's only you in that room scraping that floor – like you got to have that moment and it's it's really a it's really an awesome thing it is you it know is. Yeah. because you you thinking about your um you know that moment with your roommate you know i mean i'm sure you reflect on that all the time yeah. you know you think about that moment you think about who you were then and what you what steps you took to better yourself to become something different to become a bigger version of yourself you know and uh and without doing it and what's it's not there. And what's crazy is, is like now, um, like just about everyone that knows me, my friends and stuff know I've had, you know, a, a good amount of success. And I started making these videos, started, you know, doing the shorts and stuff. And um, one of my really good friends, uh, was like, he came to me, he's like, man, he's like, there's all these people, you know, you know, talking shit, saying, why is Josh making these videos? Why is he doing this? And why yeah. is he doing that? And it's funny is I was like, because if those people could have seen me getting started with Completeful, they would have said the same thing. Yeah. Why is he doing that? Why is he engraving those knives? Why is he, why is he got these, all these packages in his house? Yeah. And what they don't realize is you got to start at the bottom. Yeah. That's the only way that you're going to be able to, to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're willing to do that, you can accomplish anything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. I think that's a great way to, way to wrap it up, yeah, man. man. Yeah. It was great to have you on. I Thanks appreciate it, man. Yeah. It was, man, some valuable stuff. You're, you're in a different spot than a lot of people, very unique spot. And I hope, I hope some people, uh, take a lot of those nuggets yeah, with it, but I yeah, appreciate you being on, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Thank you. Life is one big headache.